You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me next Wednesday to get in on the action. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. And welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. We're live on Locker Room tonight to recap the Twins 6-5 loss to the Milwaukee Brewers on opening day. I'm here in Milwaukee. I just came from the park. You can tell my voice is a little strained. I was really yelling for the Twins out there today so you could feel confident that there weren't a lot of Twins fans there, but... I certainly was yelling and and cheering for them as much as I could. This game had a lot of ups and downs. There's no question about it. Started with a down right away. Actually, uh, before he got hurt, it was an up. Josh Donaldson doubles to left center after Luis Sarais lines out to short. As he's rounding first, does a little crow hop, and it looks like his calf popped again. Now, we did hear that it was Josh Donaldson's hamstring. It's believed to be his hamstring that is the problem. But uh, nonetheless, doesn't even make it to the bottom half of the first inning before another leg injury uh, for Josh Donaldson. And this just took the wind out of the sails for the Twins in a lot of ways. And for me, sitting there, uh, not only did I love Josh Donaldson, but also because everyone knows what he can bring to the team. And I thought it was a perfect representation of Donaldson hitting a double and then Donaldson rounding first and pulling his hammy. I thought it was just this like juxtaposition of, This is what he can do for you. He can rip doubles into the gaps. He can hit the ball so hard, and then he gets hurt, and and it really just takes it all away. So his spot's taken by Jake Cave. Cave goes to left. Luis Arise goes to third base. We're going to talk about contingency plans today, unfortunately, because uh, we have to. We don't know how long it's going to be for Josh Donaldson. We don't know if he's going to play Saturday. We don't know if he's going to go on the injured list. Uh, We'll wait and see on that. It sounds like the Twins are going to bring him in tomorrow on Friday to see if uh, the calf, or excuse me, the hamstring, that's just uh, my habit. The hamstring holds up, but we'll see what ends up happening with him. I think it's it's doubtful he plays the rest of this weekend, which is disappointing, uh, certainly. And it just takes another thump out of the Twins lineup. They already don't have Nelson Cruz. Nelson Cruz pinch hit today. Uh, but there's so much to break down with this game. There's a lot of negatives, and it started with that, with Donaldson going down in the first inning. And you know, Kent Maeda started for the Twins. I, I didn't think he was particularly sharp today. I thought he, uh, you know, it seemed like he he didn't find it. But the thing about Kenta too, like he's he has a way of getting out of jams, and you can only get out of so many jams. And we saw that today, like loading the bases over and over and over again. You can only get out of that so many times before it comes back to bite you. But I thought Kenta's uh, his stuff plays well always, but he just didn't have the command today. And I thought the Brewers were spitting on pitches and doing a really nice job of that. Speaking of spitting on pitches, I thought the Twins had phenomenal at-bats today. I thought uh, Miguel Sano was tremendous in the box, getting in full counts, getting in deep counts. He struck out twice, but I thought he looked really good at the point. Just taking pitches, you know, spitting on bad pitches, and and again, it comes down to making more consistent contact for him, but I thought the Twins took really good at-bats. Max Kepler, man, almost hit for the cycle today after a spring that I was harping on him. A lot of Twins fans were harping on Max Kepler this spring that he just wasn't putting it together and that he was having a brutal spring. But, God, he was great today. Single, double, triple. You know, he's knocking in runs, hitting fifth for the Twins. And and he's a guy who Rocco knows can bat him leadoff, but if you can bat Max Kepler fifth too and he's going to do that and knock in runs, that's special. Came up in some big run scoring opportunities today. But the Twins left 23 on base. And this game – 
for as many good things that we saw, whether it be Kepler or Arise with a multi-hit game and just further proving that I think he's going to win the batting title this year, or Miguel Sano seeing 25 pitches through three at-bats or whatever it was around that number, Tom Froming at TF Twins tweeted that, the exact number. There was a lot of rough sloppiness around the edges and a lot of negatives. Uh, outside of the Donaldson injury, there were negatives in this game. Certainly errors, blunders, uh, just it seemed like mental lapses at times, especially in that ninth inning. It, I didn't think it was, uh, it was a sharp game from the Twins. I thought we saw flashes of what they can do. Byron Buxton hanging a 456 two-run homer that, and I'll tell you, banged off like the glass at American Family Field. Now American Family Field was once Miller Park. Banged off the glass in left center. He hit that ball so hard. Uh, it was an Eric Yardley slider that he just hung and, and Buxton made him pay for it. But uh, Buxton walked twice today too, stole a bag, and, and that's what you're going to see from him. I also think he saved a run in center with his arm. He cut off a ball in the gap that I think a run would have scored. That, that was the full display of Byron Buxton today. Two-run homer, the newfound power, 456 feet. He stole a base. He walked twice, which was nuts. I think he walked twice all of 2020 in over 100 plate appearances, which is crazy. If he can walk more, again, we've said, if he can get his on-base percentage up to 325, 330 this year, and he's slugging 540, 550, uh, Byron Buxton is an MVP candidate if he can stay healthy, and I think we saw all of that today just on display for Buck. I thought he looked great today. I think he actually, um, you know, provided the most for the twins today but the bullpen was fantastic early on taylor rogers threw 98 today and looked great i thought rocco deployed him in a really really good situation i think bringing him in to face christian yelich in the seventh inning and travis shaw in the seventh inning two good lefties was was important i think it was a good move for the twins and for rocco at that time and rogers benefited from it and he struck out yelich he struck out shaw uh, and I thought that was that was just really nice. And then Hanzo Robles came in the eighth, and he was throwing 97, 98, which I've said all spring. I want to see him up in 97. I want to see him up in 98. That was the that was the key for Hanzo Robles. And he looked, God, he's nasty. And I I mean, we thought that. We knew that about Hanzo Robles. He showed it in 2019. It's just a matter of uh, consistently throwing strikes and then getting up in that 97, 98, 99 range. He did today, and you saw the effect. Uh, just puts hitters off balance with a great slider and with a great changeup. Uh, I thought Hanzo Robles was awesome. But I just think, you know, overall, the bullpen and what happened today is going to be undermined because of the efforts from Alex Colomay. And, and I thought Colomay uh, in the ninth inning was an abomination in terms of it was a mental lapse. There was a, a dribbler. And I will say, like, I watched this ball dribble to Alex Colomay, and it looked off the bat, like it was coming off harder than it did. And it kind of died in the grass. But you have to make, as a reliever and as a closer in that situation, a guy who's closed a bunch of games for the Twins or for the White Sox and now closing games for the Twins, you got to make that decision. That's just part of the, that's part of the skill. That's part of closing games. You go to first. You got a man on first. You're, you're up by three. You know, there's, a one, there's one out in the inning. You go to first and you take that out. Every time you don't, you don't take that risk and throw to second. You got to make that decision. And not only did he throw to second, he threw it above his head at second, uh, above Polanco or, or and Droughton's head. And it was, it wasn't close. And then you have first and second now and one out for Christian Yalich and he rips one into right field, hard hit ball. So not only did Colomay have an error there, he gave up hard hit balls and Travis Shaw crushed him too. Um, yeah, just not a good start for Colomay at all in a twins uniform. Um, 
it does seem my buddies have, have joked before. My White Sox friend buddies are like, it's all part of the plan. Alex Colome is in Minnesota to blow saves for the Twins and, and benefit the White Sox. I think that's funny. But he did that today. He blew a save, 5-5. And at that point, I'm sitting there at American Family Field, and I knew it was over. I saw Alex or uh, Josh Hader jogging in from the bullpen uh, in, the, in the extras with a man on second. I said, it's going to be really difficult for the Twins to score here. The Twins pinch hit Williams Asadio, another good move I thought by Rocco. I thought he managed the game well. Like, I don't think Rocco's to blame for this loss at all. I think guys just didn't execute. Alex Coma didn't execute. Max Kepler, a ball jumped out of his glove in right field on a liner from Yelich. Uh, you know, you'd like to see him make that play, especially for a defender who I hold to a really high standard in right field for good reason. He's shown us that he is great in right field. Locker Room is a live, audio-only sports talk platform. It's free to download and to use. You can talk to me, talk to other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. I went live tonight with Matt Brown. You're listening to that episode right now. Locker Room is a free, audio-only social media platform for sports fans. You can start or join ongoing conversations, watch games together, react to the biggest news, rumors, and games. You can talk with other sports fans, insiders, athletes, and executives in real time. It's a very easy-to-use platform. It's easy to download, and it's easy to join. All you need to do is download that Locker Room app free in the iOS App Store. Create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the Twins MLB group. Follow me at NashWalker9 and at Lockdown Twins to be notified when my room goes live. We'll be going live on Locker Room mostly on Wednesdays and next Wednesday for sure. Come with your spiciest takes. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on, on there, how did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rock Auto. Dot com. I, the guys, they didn't execute at the end of the game to close that game. I think they got complacent. I think they saw the score. They wanted to get back to the hotel, whatever it might have been. Um, but I didn't think this game was mismanaged in any way. I thought Rocco letting Maeda go out for the fifth inning was a good choice as well. He was only around 80 pitches. I thought letting him get up to uh, 90 to 100 is, is just fine. Uh, I thought it was managed okay. I just didn't – Alex Colomay didn't come through. Max Kepler didn't make a catch in right field. And, you know, the Twins left 23 on base. I thought they had a really nice process today, which makes me hopeful for the future. Um, but I think it's it's just – it's frustrating to see guys struggle like that. It's frustrating to see Alex Colomay struggle like that in his Twins debut. And, and I thought Tyler Duffy today throwing 94-95, you know, he gave up a hard base hit. But outside of that, he was great. I thought his curveball was playing well. Cody Stashak is the strike thrower, as he is. I thought he was good. They also rolled through their bullpen. Randy Dominic had to pitch in extras. But I worry less about that because they do have a lot of depth. And I think – You'll see when they come back home, if their bullpen is is really taxed this series, they're going to have options when they get back home 
to bring guys over from St. Paul, whether that be Derek Law or Brandon Waddell or whoever it might be. I, I don't worry about that as much. But, um, you know, this is just a hurtful, painful loss for the Twins. Not only do you lose Donaldson in the top of the first inning, I said at the time, like, a win would salvage that. And then you worry about that later. They lost the game in heartbreaking fashion. And no one wants to hear this. No one wants to hear the, oh, these these losses will happen. But these losses will happen. You know, you're going to have blown saves throughout the season. And that doesn't make it a good loss. That doesn't make it a validating loss. It just means it's a bad loss that's going to happen. Excuse me. I take a drink of water. My throat's so dry. It's a loss that's going to happen throughout 162 games. And that's what we have to keep coming back to. It's 162. Yes, it's disappointing. No, I don't think the 2019 team loses that game, but it's hard to hold this team to that standard, but that's that's how I'm going to roll. You know, I I want them to win games like they did in 2019 and win games like they did in 2020 in two different ways in 2021. I think they will, and this game doesn't take anything away from my belief that they will. But winning teams don't lose a lot of games like that, and to do it on opening day is just really disheartening for fans and for the hopes of the season. I thought that was a, an extremely winnable game. I think Byron Buxton hitting the two-run homer when the Twins are up 3-2. to two. If that's the best they can do to pad, I'll take that, and they should be able to close the game up 5-2 to two in the ninth inning. But I think they had more opportunities to score runs. Like, they had bases loaded multiple times where they could have driven in runs, and they could have gotten up 7-8-2 in this game, and it wouldn't even been a problem. You know, maybe you see Caleb Theobar in the ninth inning instead of Coleman in a save situation. I think things would have been different in that case, but it's just a disappointing loss. It's disheartening on opening day to lose a game like that. Um, and it was just, it's disappointing. It was disappointing to be there, but I will say another positive. My goodness, was it good to be back at the park? I'm so excited for you all to be back at the ballpark. If you feel safe doing so, if you, if you are uh, able to go, it is so much fun to be there. It just feels that energy around the park. It felt like a playoff game today. And I'm not, you know, exaggerating that it felt in the park like a legitimate October playoff game and it's the opening day you know part of that is is just the excitement of opening day and it's it's a big game but before the game I got the chills for the national anthem I'm looking at the twins out there and all lined up and it was just special man it's it's special to be back there at the park and I can't wait to get back to target field as well that's going to feel even better Um, but to just be at a live baseball game our first in over a year is just special you know it's 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 fun to be there and it's fun to cheer on the Twins. That's why my voice is gone. We're looking ahead to the rest of the series here. Twins play uh, in Milwaukee again Saturday and Milwaukee again Sunday. It's going to be Corbin Burns. doesn't get any easier for them on Saturday, unfortunately. Corbin Burns is a great right-handed pitcher. Um, Jose Brios is going to go in that game. But this is one of those things where Jose, if he can give you a really good start Saturday. We'll preview this game more tomorrow on Friday. But uh, this is this is like right out of the right out of the gate. If Jose Brios can take the next step forward and like win you that game single handedly, if the offense struggles without Donaldson or whatever, uh, that would be huge for this team. But we'll, again, we'll talk more about that on Friday. And the Twins have a good matchup on Sunday with Adrian Hauser uh, facing off against Michael Pineda. But it sounds like the update on Donaldson, as I said, hamstring tightened on him. You know, the thing about the Twins and the thing about Rocco and injuries is like he's never going to give it to you straight. And he didn't last year with Donaldson. Uh, and I don't expect him to this year with really anyone. So, you know, I even get to the point where I doubt whether it is just a hamstring strain. I wonder if it is something with the calf. 
I'm not calling Rocco Mabelli a liar. I'm just saying they have a history. For all of the praise that I give this front office and I give Rocco, they have a history of being really sketchy with injuries and not telling you what it's like. And that goes back front offices, you know, with the bilateral leg weakness. It goes back, you know, generations. But this front office does it too, man. Like they had Derek Falvion last year when Donaldson was hurt and they said, hey, when are we going to see him? And it's so vague. And I get that part of that is we don't know, you know, but I, I also believe that they have a plan in place and they know when they're expecting guys to come back and they just don't tell you they choose not to do that. I'm not necessarily knocking that strategy. I'm just saying don't always take what the twins say about injuries at face value. I think I've learned that. And I especially learned that last year and in 2019. It's, it's not always what you hear. Uh, that's not always true. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports needs. You know, football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. There are real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Again, use promo code LOCKEDON. Yeah, and football is over, but listen, March Madness is one of the best times of the year to play and to bet and betonline.ag has a really easy to use platform uh, it's easy to navigate and you can bet on futures for major league baseball too if you think the twins are going to win the, the central if you think the twins are going to win the world series you can bet on both those things if you think josh Donaldson's going to win mvp you can bet on that too use promo code locked on at betonline.ag built bar is the best tasting protein bar ever Bilt Bar is great for the health-conscious guy, and it's soft and easy to chew. Right now, you can go to BiltBar.com and find out which Bilt Bar is the best Bilt Bar. Today's matchup, Cookie Dough Chunk versus Cookies and Cream. High-powered matchup. Cookie Dough Chunk can never go wrong. Cookies and Cream can never go wrong. It's a high-powered matchup here in the Final Four. Can you believe it? The Final Four, Cookies and Cream, Cookie Dough Chunk, the matchup of the day. Go to BiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order. Built Bars are the best-tasting protein bar ever. I'm skeptical about protein bars, always have been, but then I tried Built Bars, and they are actually delicious. My whole family eats them. They're always ordering them. you got to take them out of my dad's hands because he's, uh, he's eaten too many of them. But that's okay because they're healthy. They're great for the health-conscious guy. They're low in sugar. They're low in calories, and they are just delicious. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. You know, it's disappointing nonetheless, and there's no bigger drop-off on the roster in 2020 than Donaldson going out and having to replace him with Marwan Gonzalez. But I feel a lot better about it in 2021. I think the drop-off, when you have options, like let's talk about these options the Twins have now. And I'm hoping that they don't have to have these options. Like, I hope JD's out there on on Saturday, but it seems unlikely. So the options they have is what they did today. Jake Cave in left field, Luis Arise at third against righties. You could see that same lineup on Saturday with a day off in between. Um, They also can move Miguel Sano to third, and they can have Brent Rooker play first base, pull him up from the taxi squad, have him play play some first base. Um, You know, Sano, Arise, Polanco, I think, can all play third. If you want to put Polanco at third, Arise at second, just to mix it up a little bit. Cave and left in that case. If you want to call up Alex Kirloff to play first base, as the Twins said, if things happen, if an injury happens, we're not against calling up Alex Kirloff in that case. And if Donaldson's out for a prolonged period, that seems like uh, a a reason to pull up a bat like Kirloff. So you could see that too. 
Kirloff at first, Sano at third, maybe even Kirloff at first, Arise at third. Like you can mix and match. They have options. They they built their roster knowing this about Donaldson, and this is part of the reason they've signed Andrelton Simmons, uh, who had a bad drop today, by the way, at second base. I was not super impressed, but at the plate was good. You know, he was two for two at a walk, and then I think he struck out in his last uh, plate appearance. But I thought at the plate he looked good. Part of the reason they signed Andrelton was so they had Arise to back up Donaldson. Uh, to not to, you know, the plan was to give Donaldson off days, but also in the worst case scenario, when Donaldson gets hurt, not if I guess when he gets hurt, Arise can play third base, and that's what he did today. Um, but I can't overstate like the importance of him in this lineup and the importance of him at third base. The upside of the team resides in two players on this roster, two players on this roster, uh, position players. I would say the one upside pitcher would be Barrios. The two position players are Byron Buxton. You saw it today. Gave the chance every give the twins every chance to win today. And Josh Donaldson. The two best players, highest upside players on the team. Uh, Nelson Cruz is the best hitter on the team until further notice, but he can't play in the field. You know, he doesn't play at third base like Donaldson. He doesn't play center field anywhere near like Byron Buxton. Uh speaking of Cruz can't play this weekend, which is a bummer. They need his bat, especially without JD. Those are the two guys that you need and the two guys that are the most injury prone. And even with Buxton, like you get nervous when he's running around out there because you know what can happen. And again, I thought he looked fantastic today. Um, just so much fun. He's so much fun to watch out there. Uh, Byron Buxton, a little story. There was a Brewers fan heckling Buck behind me, a couple rows back, uh, yelling at him saying, you can't walk Buxton. This guy sucks. You know, you suck, whatever. And then Buxton hits that home run, and I was up on my feet screaming. And you can kind of hear that in my strained voice right now, how I was screaming when Byron Buxton hit that home run. But um, he's just a joy, man. Like, this team is special, and Luis Arise at the plate is fun, too. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to undermine his ability at the plate. Uh, Buxton, like I said, Sano took some good at-bats today. Garver was bad, and we'll see. You know, watch him closely. He struck out three times and grounded out to third. It wasn't good today. For Mitch Garver, he also popped out to left. I thought that ball might be gone because I'm just I'm still used to Mitch Garver hitting the ball uh, far and and out, but that was a pop up to left field. So you know, I thought the lineup had a really good approach today. Uh, I thought again Maeda was not sharp, but th- for the most part the bullpen was really solid, and it's just going to be overshadowed by Alex Colomay. And I think that's unfair because I think some people are going to say you know they didn't make enough key bullpen additions this offseason. You can see it in the first game. No, I thought everyone looked good outside of Colome. I thought Taylor Rogers was fantastic. I thought Hanzo Robles was fantastic. Um, you know, Colome was not. And Dauber came in in a really tough situation in the 10th inning with a man on second. They, they, you just felt like they, they were going to get a hit there, and they did get a couple hits there. Polacco tried to make a play at the plate, and it just didn't happen. And he, The Twins gave that away at the end. I didn't think they stood a chance in extra innings. Um, one of the worst matchups you can have, one of the worst matchups you can have on this entire team is to have Jake Cave face Josh Hader, the best left-handed reliever in baseball, uh, against Jake Cave, who, I, again, I really like Jake Cave against righties, but I don't like Jake Cave at all against lefties. And Josh Hader ain't no lefty. Josh Hader's the best lefty in baseball. He didn't stand a chance in that at-bat, and he struck out. Even Luis Arise didn't really stand a chance. Left-handed hitters against Josh Hader, good luck. And two out of the three that saw him were lefties. Uh, I just didn't I didn't like those matchups at all. But again, there's nothing you could do about that because Cruz had already pinch hit. Uh, Jeffers had already pinch hit. All the right-handed bats, Garlic had already pinch hit. It makes it a little trickier on the road uh, in a National League park to do that. 
but that was that was certainly not not a good matchup for the Twins in any way, shape, or form. Not even a rise. I mean, anyone against Hater, but any lefty against Haters is not a good matchup. Um, this is this is one of those games. You know, this this happens over 162. You would want this game to happen after like an eight game winning streak. It still would hurt the same, but to have it happen on opening day uh, really sucks. You know, it just felt like uh, they gave it away today, and it would have validated the early injury to Donaldson. And also it would have, it would have just felt good to after all of that, after all those great plate appearances and after the bullpen came in and they basically used the whole bullpen today too, which I don't think is insignificant. We'll talk about that Friday as well, but they didn't use Jorge Alcala. Uh, they didn't use Caleb Thielbar, but that was about it. You know, they, they taxed their bullpen today. And again, they'll have that depth back in St. Paul when they get home to pull from, if they need it, he used a lot of the bullpen today which is anytime you use a lot of your bullpen and you lose, is a it's a net negative that you lost, and it's an even more net negative that you used a lot of your bullpen. Um, but it's Burrios, Burns, Saturday, and then Sunday again is, is Hauser and Pineda to finish off this series. It was really fun to be there. You know, it was fun to be uh, in the crowd and, and cheering for the Twins. Like I said, not a lot of Twins fans there today, but uh, it was fun to be among them, and it was fun to see the guys certainly and and cheer them on. But I think the, the positives, th- there were some real positives today. And I, I don't want to overshadow those positives today. The development of Taylor Rogers and that great slider has come back to 2019 form and throwing 98. It was a legitimate 98. I thought the gun was off too, but it was a legitimate 98. Uh, that was, that was a huge positive. Buxton's game was a, a huge positive and that's just what he can do. I thought to know sometimes the line, the thing with Sano is like sometimes the the end line doesn't look as good as the process did, and I thought his process today was fantastic. He came up in some huge spots and put together some really good at-bats against some tough pitchers. Freddie Peralta is electric. He came in today in relief for Brandon Woodruff. Uh, he's got a huge fastball and a nasty curveball, and, and that's ready-on-ready crime. And I thought Sano really battled him well in a huge spot with the bases loaded. Ended up striking out, but again, I I think he battled him well, and that's that's just that flaw that you see with Sano with that contact. I thought the process was good for him. It's going to be interesting to see moving forward because we saw a rise lead off today. I wonder if that's going to be the case against righties moving forward. But again, the, when when Kirloff kind of circles back into this scenario, that changes a little bit because you don't know where a rise is playing. But I think into the future we should, you know, assume a rise is going to see a lot of third base now. Assume. Uh, Miguel Sano, I think, is going to play some third base if Donaldson's out for a prolonged period. I think uh, Rooker is going to probably come back into play here. I think Kirloff, depending on how long this injury is, uh, can come back come back into play. Uh, I think the Twins will have options here, and, and they've built themselves to have those options. Um, but this is just it's it's a painful loss and. You just kind of kind of lick your wounds if you're the twins and move on. But um, you know we'll we'll wait for quotes from Rocco uh, on this game. But thanks for joining the locker room today. I will post this episode on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast, and then come back and join me Friday. We'll preview the rest of this series and and look forward for the twins. And there will be wins in the future. I think they'll have a couple wins uh, moving forward. Thanks again for listening and have a great night, go Twins.